A trip to Malmesbury in the west of England, this time on Culture File, to this year's WOMAD. The festival was founded by Peter Gabriel 40 years ago this year to showcase music and dance in a genre that at the time was labelled world music. Four decades later, and that term has its issues, but the mission to bring together musics from around the world in a field in Wiltshire remains pretty much the same. Even if the values-driven consumer of 2022 is beginning to to wonder about the wisdom of just such gatherings. The music, the dance, the yoga, the poetry and the book launches go on. This time we're meeting two contributors to the poetry programme at WOMAD 22. The novice performance poet Bambi and the veteran of the UK scene, Disraeli. I'm Bambi. I am a spoken word artist, wordsmith, a sharer. As a neurodivergent, I sometimes struggle with how to communicate myself, and poetry has felt like a really freeing, abstract way to do that. I don't have to be conventionally okay and fine. I can just be the sound of yellow today. I mean, my audience is usually my reflection, and my one-year-old, if he's awake. <laughs> um, I do a lot of sort of sharing around campfires, you know, when you get all of your friends together and you sing a few songs, and I'm like, I've got one here for you. And I just share my poetry there. This is probably the biggest stage and audience that I've performed to, so it was very exciting and very nerve-wracking, but wonderful. I feel like I write them for myself. I feel like it helps me understand the world more. As I said, I sometimes strangely struggle to put things into words, even as a poet. And then when I write these poems, I read them back and it's almost like I'm experiencing those feelings for the first time and it really helps me make sense of the world. This is a poem about the culture shock that I had from working on refugee camps for a few years and then coming back to a wonderful Western world. I close my eyes and I'm in Syria. And there's a gun to his mother's head. And there's a general to his left, the same general who bends him over his leg. That's General Philil Ahmed. But generally, I've apparently got this clear skin that shields me, you see. So I can be home surrounded by screens showing adverts and memes telling me what I should eat and who I should be, but it doesn't screen the screams that appear in his dreams. The TV would prefer to stream Gordon Ramsay's Hell's Kitchen. He seems quite unforgiving of undercooked chicken. I think it's such a loving community that somebody comes and watches something like this and they're like, I've got something to say too. And it really, it's not, I don't want to say infecting, but it's spreading amongst all of us. And I feel like there will be someone in that audience that heard my poem and said, yeah, I, I want to go and do that. I've got something to say. And then they'll do it. We see it here with Kay Tempest on stage. There is somewhere for it to go. You yeah. know, there, there's this meeting of people, but then there's also the, the big tent. Yeah, exactly. There's campfires and there's big tents and it's it's all over. I mean, Kay Tempest is one of my biggest inspirations, along with Disraeli. I'm Disraeli. I'm a spoken word artist, multi-instrumentalist, singer, and I come from Bristol. I'm split wide. This car park's a crucifix. My nervous system's glued to it. Trucks manoeuvre on my insides. Lord, don't let me be a lunatic. I feel too damn much and my logic doesn't fit right. My writing is a mad scrawl, my gut spinning like a frog on asphalt. My attic is a pigsty. My structure is of jellied eels, tails buried in my belly. My intestine is a fist fight and my blood pumps violence. I'm stood clenching by the bins back of Asda with my fists white and my skull is full of stones. Where the f is a man supposed to go? There's really exciting things to be, to be had from the spoken word scene. I think one is that 
vulnerability is really explored. Sometimes in ways that are like overly performative, sometimes in ways that are uh, like exploited, like self-exploitative in weird ways. There's a lot of kind of grief and trauma mining in the spoken word world to kind of win points in a slam, which I think is a really dangerous place to get to as a culture. But um, just the very fact that people are willing to stand on stage and talk about their struggles with mental illness or whatever it might be, that that's something that spoken word has, has offered, I think. And that's a context that gave me courage to, to talk about uh, things like my sexuality and my little kind of struggles with mental health and that kind of thing. I think there is an honesty and a, and a rawness that's celebrated there that I, that I really uh, revere, you know. Yeah. I was walking around last night seeing all the insane energy use and uh, feeling like this event and events like it are just a madness in the modern age. All the stages I've been to so far, I'm not sure about this one, yeah, it looks like it. All the stages I've been to so far have single-use plastic bottles of uh, mineral water, which is insane. Um, lots of meat and dairy on site in a way that doesn't seem to be particularly thought through. What's the festival that's getting it right? Shambhala uh, Festival I find really impressive. They have no meat on site now. Um, they have a whole system whereby um, you get financially rewarded if you sort all your own recycling and take it to the recycling point at the end of the festival and stuff like that. So they've, they've thought a lot of it through in a way that I find really impressive. And in a way that's a step beyond um, kind of PR, you know. And when you're an artist coming to a festival like this, what power do you have? I don't know, I think it's important to keep an honest conversation going, using the platform to say things that you feel need raising. One of the really striking things is that the stage, the artists are as diverse as you'll find in any festival and maybe the crowd less so. Do you get that feeling? Oh yeah, definitely, yeah. Yeah, it's the mo most ethnically mixed, like, performer, uh, like, artist base, least ethnically mixed uh, um, punters. I don't know, I, this is not like a theory that I've developed, but, but there's a certain bracket of music which has been called world music, which is obviously, like, an insane umbrella of music influenced by folk traditions from all over the world, played by people from very, very broadly different places and for different reasons. And that world music thing has been quite a liberal middle class white interest in this country, isn't it? And this this is the mecca for that. <laughs> I mean, you could you, you you can do a, you could write a whole thesis about um, world music and colonialism, but um, uh, which I'm sure has been done many times. Um, but it seems to me that there's a there's a relationship there, isn't there? I mean, who are the people that get to go to India and find themselves? Who are the people that get to check out the drumming traditions of West Africa in West Africa? Who are the people that have the money to do that kind of traveling? Who are the people that have the, cultu the cultural and ethnic like cachet to do that kind of traveling? Generally, wealthy white people. So who's going to end up at WOMAD? I've, you know, it's a pretty, pretty crude generalisation. And I'm including myself in that bracket, you know, I, I have, yeah, yeah. I have done a lot of travelling um, and a lot of it's been informed by my love of music and folk cultures in particular from different parts of the world. And would I come to WOMAD as a punter? Yeah. Would I be another white face at WOMAD? Yeah, I would. Um, but yeah, it's prob that's, that's probably part of it, right? 
Israeli there and you heard also from Bambi and we'll have more from WOMAD 22 in the coming weeks.